Hello and welcome to Kylie's Mortgage Podcast episode number nine. And I am a mortgage and protection advisor with Quilter Financial Advisors. This is the place where I will share with you hints, tips, ideas and strategies around all things mortgages. This is my very first season and my hope with it is that it runs and runs and runs and that I'm able to help as many people as I possibly can navigate the journeys they are either on or want to be on when it comes to buy to let or residential mortgages. So let's get started. If you listen to this podcast and you like what you hear, I would be very grateful if you would take the time to leave me a review as it really will help me out. Because this is a very new podcast, I am keen to see it do well and your reviews will definitely help me to get up the rankings on the various platforms and to be seen and be heard by more people. If you are going to be kind enough to leave me a review, I will be very grateful indeed. So what is coming up on today's show? Well, I've called this episode things I wish I knew before I bought my first home and I feel as though when it came to buying I made my fair share of mistakes and I've talked about the bigger ones here in the podcast so far Um, but truth be told I think I made possibly every mistake in the book. In sharing with you all these mistakes, inverted commas, I hope that you can see that we don't always get it right all the time. Actually, sometimes you actually have to make a few mistakes so that you can learn and ultimately grow from them. In sharing what we consider to be our own failures or slip ups, we can help others and show people that actually sometimes it is okay to get things wrong. Now, I appreciate that now I am armed with a certain degree of knowledge when it comes to mortgages, purely because I have been living and breathing this subject every day for the last few years. And I'm always conscious of that when I'm talking to clients. I try and remember how I felt when I was buying my first property, as I think that it really helps put clients at ease because I can communicate the information to them in a way that I think is tied to real life. As I said, I believe that I made the majority of the mistakes that most first-time buyers make when I got my first property, but sadly, I didn't know any better at the time. Having been there and come through the other side, I'd say that I'm grateful now that I did actually get onto the property ladder, and if I had to do it all again, including making the same mistakes, I definitely would do that, and I know that might sound a bit strange, but let me try and explain. Firstly, I would like to say that the only thing I did well when it was coming to this process was to going to speaking to a mortgage advisor. And from that point on, it was simply downhill from there. And honestly, I can't even take credit for making that decision to go and speak to a mortgage advisor. I was led, as many first-time buyers are, to the desk of a mortgage advisor after wandering into an estate agent, which was the estate agent that was closest to where I lived at the time. And I was told, as many first-time buyers are, is that it is necessary, if I wanted to go and view a property, that I had to speak to a mortgage advisor and I had to get a mortgage in principle from them. 
I did have a fairly decent amount of deposit saved up, which I had worked incredibly hard for. At the time I was working for a company where overtime was readily available and I would take every single opportunity to do every single bit of overtime I could. Because to my way of thinking, if I was working, I necessarily wouldn't have the time or the energy to be going out and spending that money. So it was a little bit of a double win for me. And at this point, none of my peers owned property or even rented a property, but it was something that I really passionately wanted to do. I wanted to buy my own home, especially as I had seen how much it had meant for my parents after they, after many years of being in an, in an army properties, in army properties our whole lives, finally bought their first home together. So growing up as we did, we'd spent all of our lives moving from army quarter to army quarter to army quarter. And we only bought our first home when we had left the army. So after 22 years of my father in the army, we bought our first property. And this was a huge thing for my dad and my family as a whole. And that really imprinted upon me. So I was certain that I wanted to buy my first home and I knew I needed a deposit, but that's basically all I knew and and then I found myself plonked down in front of a mortgage advisor in the back of an estate agent's. I don't remember the gentleman's name and I remember very little about the application process after the first meeting which I now realise must have meant that because we had no we had very little dealings with one another the application itself actually must have been quite straightforward in terms of the work he would have done behind the scenes. The budget I had at the time, based on my circumstances, i.e. my outgoings and my income, um, gave me um, very limited choice of um, purchase price. And I would go online and I'd look at websites to search properties and I would always source the properties lowest to highest because that's where I was looking I was looking at the lower end of the market and I rarely did I ever make it off page one but having said that at the time there was a fairly broad range of properties in my budget and I was lucky because I didn't have strict restrictions upon myself when it came to the choice of properties Um, and I, I was quite loose with what I wanted And I would look at every single property in my budget. I would look at flats above shops. I would look at houses. I would look at one bedroom, two bedroom flats. And even one time, completely by mistake, I went to view a five bedroom mid terrace with a huge garden and sea views. But that is a story for another time. So finally, after what seemed like forever, and I think without sounding like I'm exaggerating too much I think I must have viewed about 100 properties I found the one I described this feeling to all my first-time buyers and and I assume that it will happen to them it's something strange that comes over you and it's akin to that feeling that you might get when you put on a wedding dress and you realize that that wedding dress is the one I walked into the property and I stepped foot over the threshold and I just knew this was the correct property for me. I offered on the property right away and having never done the process before, 
I was eagerly expecting to hear back from the estate agent instantly. Sadly for me, it would be another three days before I heard anything. And at which point I vaguely remember I called the estate agent to see if there'd been an update. And then I heard somebody very nonchalantly saying back to me, oh yeah, you've had your offer accepted and you'll get a letter in the post. But I believe from start to finish, the whole process took about a year from having my offer accepted to actually receiving the keys. I was buying a leasehold property and when it comes to leaseholds, that process, the buying process, the conveyancing process can take slightly longer than if there was just a freehold and there were just freeholds involved in the chain. So clearly this time was not fun for me, just waiting and waiting and waiting because I had no idea of how long it was going to take. I had no idea of knowing how much longer and what stages came next in the process. So it was quite agonizing but actually at the same time it was quite useful as I was able to continue to save I was continually doing all this overtime I was continually working extra weekends and extra evenings which enabled me to save further to buy all the furniture and all the white goods and all the accessories that I needed and all that good stuff really for the flat Um, and to this day I still love that flat It was on the ground floor, it was a converted Victorian terrace, like a Victorian villa, which was also the end of the terrace. And for some strange reason, it came with a really large driveway and a really small private garden. And I absolutely love that flat. I honestly do. And still, to this day, I find myself driving past it and having a look at it. But the flat did not come without problems. And I do believe these problems could have been avoided if I'd have been more aware of the things I should have been aware of. The area. So having not come from the area at all, I've moved there recently to attend university. I didn't necessarily know what the road was like and what the adjacent roads were like. And I ended up buying a flat in an area which is infamous. Whenever you say this place's name, everybody knows it. It's very famous in the area for all of the wrong reasons. I committed a cardinal sin when it comes to being, to buying properties. And that is that I didn't do my research. I didn't look at the crime stats in the area. I didn't go and visit the property two or three times. I didn't visit the property during the day and during the night. I didn't visit the property at different times of the day. I didn't ask my friends and family what the area was like before I bought it. I loved the property so much that I jumped in with both feet. In fairness, I did end up living in that flat very, very happily for quite a few years. And I was very sad to see the back of it when I ended up selling it. I would say that if I had to do it all again, I would have spent a lot more time talking to people about the process before committing myself to that property. I would have also tried to speak to more people about what they thought about the house and about the area too. As I said, I did live very happily there, but I think perhaps I would have preferred to have gone into it with more eyes open. I think that I would have visited, as I say, the property at different times of the day and night and certainly a daytime visit. 
Fortunately, now we have all these wonderful things like Google Street View, which is a great way to do all of this legwork without actually having to physically do the legwork. Um, but and you can use the Internet again for loads of different reasons. You can search a lot about properties on the Internet and do a lot of research again, which will take out a lot of legwork. I noticed that a few people they like to use social media and they go onto like local community groups and they ask people for their honest opinions about areas where they are themselves considering to buy, which is also a great way of working out whether or not a property is going to be right for you. You may want to take what people say with a pinch of salt and possibly get a consensus, but again, it's a great tool and I think I would have benefited from doing so. So now I'm on my fourth move, my fourth house. And I would say that each time I'm definitely getting wiser and more savvy with each time. And there are things that I do now, which I definitely didn't do back then. And I'm also sure that I will evolve the process further on the next move. It's easy to see where we've made mistakes, perhaps with hindsight. But of course, you don't get the benefit of hindsight until afterwards. So I'd love to hear from some of you out there. What sort of things do you do and what sort of things do you look for when you are moving? What tools do you use to help you decide whether or not an area is going to be right for you and your family? I would love to know what you all do. So please don't hesitate to get in touch. Now, if you have any questions about the topic that I discussed today um, or you have any questions which you yourself think might make for an interesting episode, please don't hesitate to get into contact with me on my email, which is kylie.meadrichards at quilterfa.com or by getting in touch with me via LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. And I will leave all of my contact details in the show notes as well. So once again, thank you so much for listening to Kylie's Mortgage Podcast. And if you have liked today's show, then please don't hesitate to leave me a review because as I said, it really does help me out. It gets me up there, it gets this content distributed to more people like you who are interested in these types of topics. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Kylie Mead Richards and I will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.